Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego. Hi everyone, I'm Joanna. And I'm Jenny. And this is... Hi, And this is Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. Uh, that, I, I had trouble there for a second. I thought you were I, laughing at me and my setup. Oh, God. Jenny is recording from her bed. She, I see the pillows behind her. She ate her vegan breakfast sandwich in bed. I mean, it's truly the, the best setup I've ever seen. <laughs> you look incredibly comfortable. <laughs> I, mean, I, I was like, I am not going to be in that caquita booth. <laughs> at eight in the morning thank you thank you that's gonna be a no for me <laughs> um jenny i have a story to tell you that i found really funny Go um ahead. so my dad came to visit me uh a few weeks ago and uh we were walking around and we went to the park near my house and we were passing by uh dog parks So like specifically, you know, they have these enclosures for small dogs then medium dogs and then big dogs. Right. So it's like this oh, size yeah, yeah. organization dog parks. <laughs> and my dad was like, oh, my God, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, it's a it's a dog park, dad. And he's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So you're what? telling me that the city of New York spends taxpayer money oh. to create parks specifically for canines. And I'm like, that's. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yes. And he was just completely like, como que no lo podía creer. Then we continued on with our walk and we see like one of these Upper East Side ladies with like a big <laughs> dog in a stroller. And my dad whips his head like towards me and he's like, did you see that? And I was like, did I see what, dad? He's like, un perro in a stroller. And I'm like, yeah, it. I see it all the time. He's like, no, 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 no. Es que esto no puede ser. Es que esto, esto no es puede el colmo. Ser. El colmo. And I'm like, Dad, why, do, why are you so, like, surprised by this? And he was like, I don't know. I guess, for me, dogs are pets. And son perros, son animales. And I feel like in this society, dogs are treated like kids, like children. Yes. They have their little park. They have their little stroller. And I'm like, I actually never noticed that. But my my eh, friends treat their dogs like sus hijos, like yep. they're like me. they're they're part of the family, <laughs> yeah. and I feel like this is this like warped me into a, a rabbit hole where now I I'm like obsessive with trying to figure out how pets <laughs> reflect <laughs> culture and tradition and like the psyche of humanity it is kind of bizarre we take these little furry things and we're like <laughs> now i will take care of you and love you unconditionally it, humans have had pets for like 27,000 years but like it's always come uh, with an exchange of something like 
oh, this is a guard dog. Or, oh, this dog helps my crops. I don't know. But this is just a purely <laughs> emotional relationship. But Jenny, you have a dog. I do. My little gordita. She's right there. My little, my little choopy choopy. My little cheesy gordita crunch. My little Delilah girl deluxe. Oh, Delilah girl deluxe. I love that. My, my, my little croqueta. The croquetica. But she's like, Oy. you rescued her, right? I rescued her from La Calle. I, I always tell my friends that she's Venezuelan because I found her in Doral. Oh my God, es Venezolana totalmente. Sí. <laughs> but oh my gosh, you know, I grew up with dogs and I'm really glad about that because it breaks my heart when I see little kids like scared of dogs and I'm like, no, they're like your best friends. But... Both, you know, grandparents on my mom and dad's side had dogs, more than one. I was raised around them. And so from a very young age, I started having dogs. But Delilah, the way she came about for me <laughs> was, I'm just going to be honest, Miami, I felt always had an issue with strays. I used to work in dog rescue just voluntarily. I would always just rescue dogs off the street. And, you know, in Miami, a lot of the shelters are kill shelters. So I'm like, I'm not going to take the damn dog to the pound. So then I would keep, you know, I would technically foster them for a little bit and then find a dog rescue that would take them in. And that's something that I would always do. And, you know, I was just extremely involved with dogs. Um, and so Delilah, I found her, um, it was in 2012. And she was running around this shopping plaza. I was dropping off my friend um, at her job at Publix, which is like the big supermarket chain on the East Coast. And all of a sudden, I see this little black bullet just pew, 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 running all around. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, she's going to get killed. She's going to get run over because that's another thing. In Miami, dogs would get run over all the time. I feel like there's less empathy maybe for pets over there compared to LA where everyone has like mommy and dog you know how do I explain there's this? like literally dog yoga like dog yoga and like dogs and coaches out here Miami Miami has that sure but there's still this kind of cultural thing where it's like dogs are dogs or mm -hmm. you know they're they're animals so I would often you know i either find a stray or they'd be dead on the side of the road so i knew if i didn't rescue her chances were she wasn't gonna make it someone was going to just hit her so i i did i rescued her but there was something so special about her that we were able to convince um my mom to let us keep her because we already had a dog we had a beagle named mickey and so my mom was worried it was a lot of stuff there but Thankfully, I was able to keep her, and now she's been out here with me in LA. I've had her now since 2012, so. But, like, I think it's very interesting, because I always say Miami is the closest you can get to the United States, because, like, <laughs> it is very much like Latin America. And yeah. one of my biggest shocks when I moved back to Venezuela from the U.S., um, and I'm a dog lover, I've always been obsessed with animals, um, was the amount of stray dogs everywhere in Caracas. It's just stray dogs are part yeah. of the uh fa fabric of the city and you know i had come from boston and and washington dc where there are no stray dogs that's just something you don't see um mm. and back home in venezuela you know it's 
there's people on the street, there's children on the street. So dogs automatically have like a lower status on the totem pole. You know what I mean? Like I'll never forget. I was 12 years old and I saw a dog get run over and I, I, I freaked out. I literally had a panic attack and we were with like, um, a taxi driver and he was like, Oh, come down. It was just a dog. And that for me, like, it's like, like a cockroach, like whatever. It's like, Oh, this, this, uh, city is full of stray dogs. We are sort of conditioned to, I think for our sake to not care as much, like to just be like, you know, son animales, they're just animals. Yeah. But you know, that has always been like a cultural, uh, point of friction for me. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I always felt very, very like, um, I guess Americanized when it came to how I perceived (laughs) dogs and growing up, you know, my, my two, uh, grandparents had quote unquote dogs, but they weren't really, it was like dogs that that just lived in the backyard. Like the only dog that was allowed in my grandparents' house was the purebred golden retriever. It was like, he was perceived as like cleaner or something. I don't know. And then all the other dogs that were like mutts, had to stay out outdoors. Oh my god, that's like weirdly classist. It's weirdly class. <laughs> it's weirdly classist. Oh my it's like god. it's racist. It's like, it against do- yes, it's like dog racism. They were like only the golden oh retriever god. can come in here. No, you know what? It's it, it's so funny too because my dog is a mutt. También, she's a mixed. I did it because again, I'm I am my <laughs> because I'm like this. I gave her a DNA test. Um, Jenny, no, you <laughs> did not. I did. You 23 and made your dog? I 23 and made my dog, and she has cousins in Florida, all over Florida, <laughs> that she's connected with. I'm Is not she 1% Ashkenazi Jew? <laughs> she is mostly rat terrier. She has a lot of random dogs in her, but rat terrier is a dominant one, I think, with one of her parents. But regardless, she's a mutt. And so for the longest time, we thought she was like a roided up chihuahua. A ro- because like, like, she like, looks, a, like a strong because chihuahua? she looks like a strong chihuahua, but she has no chihuahua in her, Interesting. which was a shock. But in Miami, I could tell that people would kind of look at her like, mm. because Miami was all about like having like way expensive cockadoodle poos, whatever the fuck you want to call them. I love cockadoodle or poos. Fucking- <laughs> I love getting woken up. By it's a, a rooster poo. dog hybrid. Um. <laughs> It's uh, cockadoodle poos and like shih tzus and all the do- shoes, whatever. And I know this because I was a pet sitter for extremely wealthy people in Miami for a couple years. That's, so look, going back to what my dad said, that people are treating their dogs like you were a you were a dog sitter, like babysitter. Yeah, yeah I was a do- yeah, and that's for, for the wealthy people in Miami. But they would look at Deli- when I would take Delilah to the dog park in like any random park in Miami, I could tell people kind of looked at her like, she's ugly. Mm-hmm. Eh. But when I, when I brought her to LA, oh my God, people love her here. Mm-hmm. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. 
Let go with ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego. So, you were saying that you, you have these wealthy people that have like purebred breeds and you know that dogs are also perceived as kind of like social currency. Like... Yeah. If you have an, a beautiful dog, if you have a dog that is like a purebred, whatever, mm -hmm. that says something about you. So dogs, it's it's part of like like the sociology of of pet ownership is that some of it is about status. It's about yeah. what my dog says about me and what I can afford. And oh yeah, many people actually, it's it's a psychological phenomenon. But it's not really a phenomenon. It's very believable. But like people that own dogs or, or pets in general are perceived as more trustworthy immediately. People trust people with dogs and, and other pets more than people with no pets. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. Cuando la gente me dicen que they don't like dogs, I immediately think they're a serial killer. <laughs> Ted Bundy. I go from point A to point. <laughs> Ted Bundy hated dogs. You're a sociopath. Yeah. Um, how can you not? How can you not? They're so loving. They're so loving and so giving and, and oh God, they're just precious little angels from above. Now there's even articles coming out that, you know, now that we're starting to return to some kind of normalcy, um, people are returning the damn, and I knew this was going to happen because I do not trust humanity at all. And, uh, you know, there are tons of uh, dog and cat shelters were wiped, wiped clean at the beginning of the pandemic because everyone's like, I'm going to be bored making bread all fucking day. So I'm going to buy a dog. And now they're returning the damn dog. I'm like, what is wrong with you people? Wow. Dogs get attached to their owners. You are their entire life. Like you are, you are their world yeah. and you're just abandoning them or like people that abandon their senior dogs. But then again, what can we expect? What can we even expect? Because a lot of people abandon their own parents in the, <laughs> yeah, they leave them in, in retirement like homes. So imagínate tú, like we do it to our own people. Of course, we're going to do it to the damn dogs. You know, that's really what a, look at this shitty, like, cultural man. comparison, right? I'm always shocked how Americans are like, yeah, my my mom and dad, they're in the retirement home. I see them once a year. And I'm like, you abandoned, you abandoned your parents in a retirement home and you never see them. And in, because yeah. in Latin America, it's like, la abuelita vive en la casa. Like grandparents come live with you or they're oh, very yep. much in, inculcados in your, in your weekly, like, you know, schedule. And here it's like pets, you can, you do not see people abandoned. Like it's like pets generally are part of the family You you and it's, Yes. Um, it's like that documentary, Don't Fuck With Cats. It's like the moment someone fucks with oh an my animal, God. it's like you do not fucking do that. And yeah. it's it's this weird, very specific thing that I've picked up is very culturally different here and then back home and and how it relates to to how, how cultures are, are like how the society is built. I don't know. But it's like mm -hmm. no one here really sees stray dogs. Every everyone no, see, yeah. you know, yeah, and back home, like 
people abandon their dogs like in Venezuela people abandon their dogs by just leaving them on the street and they become street dogs I remember making that connection también when I visited Colombia for the first time I was in Bogota and I was like oh my god there are dogs everywhere it, it was just like like pigeons mm-hmm. like the equivalent of pigeons just tirado por la calle and that's when I made the connection of like oh my goodness this is highly cultural this is why and when i visited colombia i had already been living in los angeles for a couple years so i already saw the stark difference between how people treat their pets in los angeles versus miami and again i'm not talking about miami in its entirety because like i said i was a professional pet sitter and i would pet sit for really wealthy people in Coral Gables and Brickell and Miami Beach, and they treated their pets like kids, too. It was hence why they hired me. Um, but in my area, my hood, fucking Wachester. Wachester. I was, like, trying to not go all the way, but let's just be real. That's how we say it. Wachester. Um, just remove, <laughs> like, 50% I say Westchester, of the letters. It just sounds like I'm not even talking about Miami. <laughs> um, you know, in, in, in like more concentrated areas that had lots of Latinos, especially Cubans. And um, it was a completely different scenario. That's where I found the most strays. That's where I did a lot of my rescues. That's where I would see a lot of dogs, you know, dead on the side of the road or getting run over and, and all that. But when I went to Colombia, I was like, this could be it. It's just ultimately, even my grandparents, as much as they loved dogs, they always had them outside. Like, my my first dog was technically Campeón. He was a Cocker Spaniel Labrador mix. My uncle had a Cocker Spaniel who somehow got knocked up by a Labrador who jumped the fence because dogs be horny like that. And um, and I remember falling in love with Campeón. And <laughs> also, side note, Campeón is, like, probably one of the most... <laughs> Like the most common dog names in Miami. It's like the um, name the name Lauren for white girls is campeón for <laughs> Latino dogs. Champion. <laughs> so, you know, he was my perrito. I loved him to death, but he was always outside. And, you know, my grandfather took really good care of him. Like he had like his little guardico in the laundry room. He would take blotas and always made sure he had water with ice. But at the same time, it's Miami. So it's hot as fuck still. There's like mosquitoes and whatever and and again we didn't have like the funds to you know buy purina for this damn dog so campeon would eat scraps like the leftovers from our dinners would go to campeon ese perro duro 15 años because that's that's why i personally love mixed breeds because i i do feel like they last longer um for that reason but anyway but no we and looking back, I'm like, oh, shit, man. I feel so bad for Campion. But, you know, my my we, he would, we would only bring him inside the house during hurricane season. Obviously, there was a hurricane. And I would get so excited as a kid. Because that's when Campioncito would be able to, you know, come, come inside. inside. And he'd be in the bathroom, you know. But my, I remember my grandma was still very much like... And again, my grandparents loved dogs. But they still were super against having them on our beds having them lick our faces or us kissing their heads. Um, so that's why if my abuela right now was alive and saw my perra on my bed, she'd be like, ay, 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 la perra en la cama, ay, eso no es, ay, ay, ay. My grandma would do the exact so, same. 
because yeah and so it's like it, it is it comes back to it being cultural where you know a lot of immigrants and not just latinos view dogs as like uh, even if they love them they're animals yeah they, they're not they're not family the way we see dogs as family where like i have to say sometimes i'm a little bit shocked with how my friends treat their dogs like i went to a birthday party and i assumed it was my friend's <laughs> birthday party i was like oh that's so weird i thought his birthday was in may and uh we go and it was the fucking dog's birthday party and i was like i cannot love believe it. i'm here like i love it this is absurd why am i having a mimosa for freaking oli like what is happening Oli's. here um but i think like i was looking at some research and i think you know rich countries have the ability people have the ability to treat their dogs like family members you know rich yeah. countries where there isn't a problem with uh, stray dogs where you know uh, kids can get educated and aren't on the street like i think that poor countries countries with low gdp countries with a just honestly third world countries have more a it's harder to understand why someone would put so much money and time in in an animal right like it's yeah. it's something that is if you have like i think about venezuela like a country when i was there like a country with a lot of economic issues and children with with no a help and no support and it almost feels bizarre to take care of a dog better that you would than many people are taken care of in these countries. So like, I think that's a lot of it would where my grandparents came from. It's like, why would I treat this dog better than how we see people around? It, oh, man, that makes absolute you know? sense. Switzerland is the country that spends the most money on its pets, but okay. 68%, 68% of New Zealand households have a pet. So I was thinking about that and I was like, this makes a lot of sense. New Zealand is a country that is very, very conscious about their ecosystem and yes, about their animals yeah. because, you know, there's flightless birds all over New Zealand that are almost extinct because they brought like ferrets over and all these weird birds with no wings were being mauled to death. So New Zealand has a mm. really eco and, and animal conscious society so it really didn't mm. surprise me to find out that so many people had pets there yeah but yeah. the u.s by far has way more dogs than any other the u.s really? has like 70 million dogs 70 oh million i the male dogs dude but that but is here's oh man no no because i get mad man like i just i feel like the whole breeding thing needs to fucking because there, there are so many dogs. And the thing is, while many of us have our dogs and coaches and shit, there's still so many strays and so many dogs that are neglected and abandoned and abused and are in dire need of homes that I just, I would like to urge our listeners to please always choose a rescue. This is a new, over this is a breeder. new thing, Jenny. Like this whole concept, like I was very <sighs> uneducated about this. I had no idea that breeding was a problem that like, you know, because I had breeds my whole life. I had a Yorkie, I had a toy poodle and I had a Cocker Spaniel. And like we researched the breeds, we found a breeder and like I had no clue. I haven't had a dog for for many years because, you know, in my 20s, I was like, I'm afraid I can't even take care of myself. <laughs> I can't buy 
a gallon of milk and drink it before it expires. I can't take care of a dog. <laughs> um, but And then I got really, really allergic. But the whole concept of breeding and breeds being a very a complex problem is something I did not know. I was completely ignorant about it. Yeah, I mean, I I learned so much over the years. I mean, in Tambien, there's the issue with puppy mills, you know, in the U.S., which thankfully, slowly but surely, they're being shut down. But we ended up finding out the hard way that our last dog that we had as a family in Miami, again, the, the beagle named Mickey, he was a purebred miniature beagle. And we found out the hard way that he came from a puppy mill. And he he came to us with a lot of health issues off the bat. And I've come to notice, whether they come from puppy mills or not, a lot of extremely purebred or like, not even that they're purebred because I've seen it happen a lot with like the golden doodles and the, again, the cockadoodle poos. Okay, even though they're created from a mix of two breeds, they just they keep they keep breeding them the same kind over and over, so it still causes a, a kind of a biological issue. Have you do you know the Habsburgs uh, from the Austro-Hungarian Empire? Like this family, the Habsburg family, and basically they all inbred like constantly because that's what like to oh, keep yes, the royal blood. Yes, those motherfuckers look weird. You Google you Google the Habsburgs. They had the Dude. weirdest looking faces. They all had like hemophilia. It was like the most fucked up. Line yeah, I believe life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Let go with ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo: los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja, y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego. You know what's funny? Um, I was on, I was in Mexico uh, for Christmas last year, and uh, this guy was walking around the beach with these two tiny, like, newborn dogs. <laughs> and uh, I was I was like walking near this American family and this guy with the two dogs, he's like, do you want it? And they're like, oh, my God, what? And then he's like, yeah, my dog had babies. Like, do you want this dog? Like, just take it. And they're like, uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you're in fucking Mexico. This guy's dog just had a babies and he doesn't know what to do with it. He's just going to give it away. What do you think? What do you think the infrastructure for dogs is here? You're in the oh middle God. of nowhere. Like, they were just aghast. They looked at me like, like trying to find empathy. Like, can you believe this guy? And I was like, no, dude. At, at least he's trying to find a home for these puppies. Yeah. And, tr- and yeah. very strategic. So then I went up to him and I was like, oh, my God, what type of dog is it? And he's like, I don't know. It's a mutt. And I'm like, why did you come here? And he's like, because it's full of white Americans. Of course, they're going to just, like, take <laughs> the dog, right? All of all of these Americans are obsessed with their pets. So oh he was, my like, God. trying to give it a good home. He's like, I, I, he, that's a good strategy. He's like, all these like American 
people on the streets drinking like pina coladas or whatever and getting sun uh, they, he thought obviously i was an american he's like lady do my dog and like immediately i went to spanish and i was like mira cuál fue tu estrategia porque viniste para acá and he was like oh okay spanish wow uh, and um he was like he was like this is my strategy i i know that i know that these people care for their pets in a in a different way than than people can care for them here oh my god i can imagine these girls coming back home to like orange county they're like oh my god you guys guess what i, I got a dog from mexico <laughs> Uh, I have I have a friend who, what a story. who had a dog who has a dog from Puerto Rico, and she's like, "Yeah, my hey. dog is from Puerto Rico." And I'm like, "What do you mean he's from Puerto Rico?" He's, she's like, "He's from Puerto Rico. They found him in a beach in Puerto Rico." And I'm like, "I don't know if that means your dog is Puerto Rican," because she's like, "My Puerto Rican dog, <laughs> he was just my, Puerto found Ri- my dog Puerto is Rico. Boricua." What are you talking about? My dog uh, is Boricua. That dog a is lot angry. Of, a lot of people did. It is. It's such an that dog hates me and i and i don't understand what i did to it i like always try to be nice to it and that dog fucking hates me oh god el perrito uh jenny uh to conclude this episode i want to do a like quiz i want you to guess the top three names for dogs here in the united states specifically because we all know that in latin america it's like campeón capitán y roberto or something like that Roberto. Well, I will say for Cubans, it's always a white poodle or some kind of white toy dog breed named Chuchi. <laughs> it's always, I'll go say, I Chuchi, I got Chuchi. Well, no, my dog is in a lot of my videos and her stage name is Chuchi. Oh my gosh, she has a stage name. Her stage name is Chuchi, Chuchi but her real name is Delilah. She has the whitest name. Del- I love that name. Delilah. I think all of my family that had pets back home, like, they all were scary big dogs because they were like, if we're going to have a dog, we might as well, like, scare robbers who try to come into the house. They never had cute dogs. It was always, like, dogs that barked and were big and could bite you. Yeah. Like, they had to serve a purpose. That makes sense. Okay. So, okay. So, in America. Yeah. So, oh, man. Is Finn one of them? No. But the number one male name is Max. Which makes me sad. I, I love that name for a person. I knew a dog named Max. He was a Cocker Spaniel. There we go. Then wow. the top female name is Bella. I feel like that's that's really interesting because so many women in Miami name their daughters Bella. Es que, that's what, es que literally this whole segment Is that of was Twilight? for me that's to of fucking show you Twilight. that we are treating, we're giving dogs names that I would give to my <laughs> child. Like, it's not like Rover or Captain, you know? Now it's like actual baby names because the next one is Charlie. See, like, here's the thing. I think there's like a spectrum when it comes to names because you've got Max, but Max... Also, kind of sounds like a dog name, and that could that could be because of Goof Troop, because Goofy's son is named Max, mm. and they're dogs that speak. So it's kind of weird. They're like human dog hybrids, right? I'm like, I can see Max, but then you go in, like you're saying Charlie. What's like you know Molly, um, Di- Diana, like like really specific human names to me are just so like my 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 godmother once had a boston terrier named da vinci see at least that's funny because it's like oh this is a famous <laughs> human like let's give it to like that's like quirky but when it's like oh i'm gonna name my dog david it's like david is funny like <laughs> like naming dogs like david or kevin or even jennifer like i've never met a dog <gasps> oh named my god jennifer. A dog that named would be the weirdest <laughs> 
oh my god, a dog named Jennifer would be the fu- if I ever have a dog, I'm gonna call it Jennifer, and I will refuse to call it Jenny. I will only call the dog Jennifer by its full name. <laughs> I just think it's so like what. So when you hear Delilah, do, does that sound like a dog name to you, or do you feel like that, wow, that's really that human. sounds like the name of a girl that's a bridesmaid in the same wedding party as me who went to BU and is kind of like basic but really nice. That's what Delilah wow. reminds me of. I'm really loving this backstory. <laughs> On um, yeah, I don't even know where the name came from for me. I mean, then again, maybe around the time plain white tees had. I their, was gonna say, hey there, Delilah. Yeah. Hey there, Delilah, what's it like in New York City? I just imagined that music video starring your dog when, in black yeah, no, and white. We have been, we've been wanting to do a music video because my, my husband and I have some hit singles. Um, <laughs> I want that. My mom and I actually have a song for Delilah that it's, it's called, it goes, Delilucci is una papachucci. Ooh. Ooh. I know. Let's, I can make that into a merengue hit real quick. It'll be, dude, let's put a beat with it and just... <laughs> It's, it, it'll blow Should up. Should we call Camilo? Let's call Camilo. Let's call Camilo. <laughs> Camilo Lara. Hey, man, we we have a, a hit song. Delilucci es una papachucci. Hey. Look, she just woke up. She just woke up next to me because she knows the song. She's like, what? Huh? What? ¿Qué pasó? ¿Qué pasó, gay? I love that. ¿Dónde vamos? Pet her for me. Pet her for me. I, I, I want to oh, hug her, but I can't. I'm petting her. I'm petting her little booty right now. Maybe I'll meet her in person. I'll have to wear a mask, not because of social distancing, but because of my allergies, <laughs> and I'll have to take a bunch of medication beforehand. Uh, but it'll happen. Tell oh. Delilah we will be meeting soon. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Let go with Ego. Existen dos tipos de personas en el mundo. Los que prefieren un desayuno dulce con frutas, dulce de leche y un jugo de naranja. Y los que prefieren un desayuno salado con chorizo, huevos rancheros y un café. Pero sin importar qué tipo de persona eres, hay algo que a todos les va a gustar. Los crujientes y esponjosos Ego Waffles. Ya sea que te guste un desayuno salado, con huevos o salsa picante encima de tus waffles, o seas más dulcero y los prefieras con mantequilla y miel. Encuéntranos en el pasillo de desayunos congelados. Lego with Ego.